there, and welcome back to a special edition of the Dadbot Pod. I'm your host, Jamie Schleicher, and I know we've been silent for a couple of months, but we just had to check back in with the commissioner and see how he was doing after that exciting Chiefs win on Sunday. We recorded this conversation on Monday afternoon, so I just pulled an all-nighter helping my company get a Super Bowl advertising report out the door by 9 a.m., and Travis was still a little high off of victory, so we were both in men- interesting mental states, but it was great to steal a few minutes of his time see how he's feeling, hear about how the family's doing in Minnesota, and just catch up a little bit. We also have a little surprise for you about halfway through the episode, so look out for that. And on that note, I hope you enjoy this conversation with our beloved commissioner and chief superfan, Travis Pakel. So, uh, you've been busy? Yeah, just a little bit. Did uh, everything turn out how you hoped it would? It did. Uh, initial signs look like it went really well. So hoping we don't find any devastating mistakes that come up after the fact, but yeah, we got, got the report out really early this morning. Um, so that's, that was a huge win and I think it looks good. So now hopefully like the, the marketing metrics and the engagement that they get from it, hopefully that comes in at what the business is hoping for, but I think it went really well. Did you sleep at all last night? I did not. I, I did something like sleep for about an hour and a half, but couldn't actually fall asleep before I had to get back up. So very nice. Cool. I kind of felt the same way, but, uh, I did sleep. I slept like a baby (laughs) after a while. So one, I mean, I'm just assuming that you're, drunk off of victory and some incredible chemistry cocktails going on in your brain but it also sounds like you're pretty busy right now as well yeah yeah things have been busy you know we um i'm just ramping up and taking a lot more ownership over a lot of the things we do here uh this semester and so it's kept me moving from one thing to another um regularly um and so yeah, pretty busy. We got a big event coming up later on this week and um, and all that, but not too busy to enjoy uh, last night and, and all that. Yeah, one just uh, it's got to be incredible. I I feel Dude, good. It is. It it's is like a incredible. tangential Chiefs fan. I'm, I'm the, you know I will say like I one of my great joys has been seeing the the league vicariously join into my fandom for the most part. And I do hope that you guys feel just sort of a, a little bit of the joy that I am feeling right now, because it, it's incredible. It's, um, and I didn't know quite how awesome it would feel, but it feels pretty great. Yeah. It's hard to know until, until you feel it. Right. Yeah. I mean, my entire adult life at least you know we haven't even come all that close until recently uh and so you know i mean i think last year was pretty awesome when the who's won the national championship after a sort of devastating loss the year before i felt like it was a little bit of a yeah it was a you know ashes to uh you know the mountaintop kind of feeling um, and that was, that was really awesome. Cool redemption story. But, but with the chiefs, I feel like it's, 
they weren't exactly in the ashes, but it, it's just sort of such a long time of fandom um, culminating in just a, a really sort of lovely, feel good kind of Super Bowl victory that, you know, just feel like a lot of, uh, I didn't quite realize the sort of the time scale of fandom and how it played into this because I was a UVA hoops fan for the amount of time I lived in Charlottesville, basically. I wasn't before I moved there. So, you know, that's eight or nine years before I got to experience a national championship. And this is, you know, 25 years of, of fandom, at least uh, in the Chiefs. And I mean, I can only imagine what it's like for folks who, who've been, you know, fans their whole life who are older, who are, you know, um, even more invested. Um, I'll tell you yeah, what, Kansas, Kansas City is going to be wild on Wednesday. How wild can Kansas City get, though? <laughs> well, as wild as any city in Kansas can get. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Our, they did Kansas so proud. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I might but, even I mean, move to Kansas one day just to experience let's be, it. Let's be serious. Everybody in Kansas was rooting for them. Like, that's, that's yeah. the team. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, there's there's some part of Kansas City which is in Kansas. There is a Kansas City, Kansas, and so I bet it's pretty nice too. And if they had a football team, I bet it would be pretty awesome. I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's a tweet for everything, and that just proves itself over and over. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, you might have only been a fan for 25 years or however long it's been, but you also inherit that that history and that long suffering of the time before you. So you you carry a little bit of that as well just by by being a fan. Yeah, I think that's right. And then the, you know, just the basically the the storylines related to that are are pretty fun to embrace as well, you know. Um, 50 years since the last Super Bowl victory, you know, uh, exactly, um, you know, winning it in the league's hundredth year, uh, you know, with all the sort of historic, historic nature of the franchise and um, winning this past year, the Lamar Hunt AFC championship trophy and bringing that home to Kansas City. A lot of fun sort of uh, through lines there. Absolutely. I think, yeah, one, it was really cool to see the league kind of like all rally to this one side, which I think is, that's, that's probably a unique experience. I don't think that's, that's happened too much. Um, But I also think everybody kind of has their own angle that they're coming to it from. And I know mine is as a a Dallas Cowboys fan rooting against Andy Reid for almost my entire, you know, childhood um growing up but like even within that and like hating the eagles and rooting against them all the time and never wanting to see the eagles win a super bowl respecting how good of a coach he was um his character and how good of a person he seemed um and then seeing him go to kansas city and it's like oh this is awesome he has now landed in a spot where you know assuming the cowboys don't make it to the super bowl i can root for him and feel great about it and then you pair him with Pat Mahomes, who just exploded last year and now is like one of the best, most exciting young football players to watch. Um, you know, it's a it's a hard 
duo to root against. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's it's I try to uh, embrace. I, I love embracing teams that are just likable. Um, you know, I mean, I'm sure if I had reason to be a Pats fan or something like that, you know, I I would embrace it and maybe just sort of relish the fact that they're not likable. I don't know. Maybe people in, in New England think that the Pats are really likable and, you know, endearing, but most people probably wouldn't say that. Um, and I know that there are, there are probably things you can sort of latch into in, in the Chiefs franchise that, you know, maybe you don't like, but, um, you know, for me, it's just a, a sort of a, a overall a good group and some really just sort of stand up people. Um, starting with Andy Reid and, and he's just sort of like an everyman, you know, I mean, which is just the best part, like hearing his quotes about, you know, yeah, food and <laughs> things that he likes. And he's just sort of like pretty simple. But then I saw this, this lovely sort of interview with him post game where he was, he was talking with Randy Moss and, you know, just sort of partway through the interview, he starts just going off on a tangent about how great it's been having faced Moss in all these ways and, and tried to contend with him as a competitor, but then to see Moss go on to be a parent and um, grow into a new part of his life. And then, you know, even saying stuff like, we'd love to have your boy on our team if we can get him and, and all that. And, you know, Moss recognized that he's sort of turning it around on him and just giving him all the attention. And he stopped it and said, you know, no, 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 this, this night is about you. And I want to tell you how proud I am of you, but, it was just cool to see like Andy Reid's like caring for other people and, you know, hyping them in the middle of his like biggest moment. Uh, pretty awesome. Yeah. Like even longer than the chiefs, Andy Reid himself has been waiting for this moment. That's right. Yeah. So it was, it was really cool to see that that moment cement his legacy. Um, and that, that was the part that I was most excited about. Like, I definitely think Pat Mahomes has another Super Bowl or two in him. Um, so I was glad to see him win, but I was I was really glad to see Andy get this one. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. Although you know you never you never can take it for granted. Um, you know, it's it's great to get one at least. I'll say that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think about our, our Packers fans who've been waiting for Aaron Rodgers next, you know. Next big one, where I heard an interview with uh, with Dan Marino about his sort of early success and then never quite getting back. And, you know, uh, definitely can go that way. Yeah, you get that one and you just kind of think it's going to be like this. Yeah. And it's not guaranteed. It's a it's a tough league. And, you know, just because the Patriots won six doesn't mean anybody's guaranteed to, to yeah. come back. Yeah, I mean they're gonna have to pay Pat a lot of money, uh, you know, <laughs> which which he <laughs> deserved. But you know, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for the team. But I say pay him whatever it takes. Back up the Brinks truck. Yeah. Do you think he he hits? What's a realistic number here? Well, they're saying. Do you think he hits three? Two, they're saying two hundred million. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know that he. If they get him for 15 years, maybe they can get him up to three. Yeah. Uh, but that's a, that's a long time. It'll be a lot. It'll be good, though. Um, anyway, yeah. So just lovely uh, experience of watching the game. You know, the, the other weird thing about Pat is um, this was one of his worst games of the season. 
And well, he threw know, interceptions. So yeah, that, exactly. That you alone, know, at least postseason, had to be his worst game. And that interception was a a really ugly one too. <laughs> yeah, not um, Pat Mahomes esque. Yeah, so that was that was another bit. Um, so uh, yeah, just really fun, fun night. Yeah, man, that is so awesome. I just want to say, like, I another exciting thing for me is that we've had an emergency pod. I've been waiting all season <laughs> just for an emergency pod and the fact that we have an emergency pod we've got the commissioner he's here he's talking he is a super bowl champion fan um just basking in it but we also have a surprise uh podcast host so i'm gonna pass it off to matt for a quick second and let him jump in on this emergency pod because you know we have to pass the goodness around um I want Seth to have the most exciting 20 minutes of his life. So here's here's for the next five. Trav. Hey, Maddie. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Ah, uh, so good. So good. Never been better. Well, oh. maybe, I don't know. Maybe I've been better, but it's pretty darn it's good. Okay, it's okay to say that. Your wife is not going to listen to this pod. <laughs> you know, some nameless wives probably are. It'll get around. I just have one question for you. Is Pat Mahomes the greatest quarterback of all time? He is on his way, isn't he? I don't think you could say that, but I think he's he's um I saw I saw a good um statistic earlier today about um number of come from behind playoff victories and uh obviously winning percentage uh when you're down 10. Um, Tom Brady has six come from behind playoff victories and Pat Mahomes has three and he's in second place to Tom, uh, after only two years. So, you know, he's already well on his way and he's among the most clutch playoff performers, um, that there ever has been in the first two years. Um, so I don't know. I'm feeling pretty good about the future if we can lock him down. If if you can lock him down, like he would ever leave. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. You know, I you know, I never want to say never, but um, I think he's gonna stay. I think you're being far too modest with the whole situation. Let's just say it. He is the greatest ever, and he's gonna be. That's that's my opinion, but maybe I'm being a little too bold. Well, you know, Matt. You know, it's just like I was saying to Jamie a second ago. I know that you and all the rest of Packer Nation, or whatever you call yourself, have been waiting for Aaron Rodgers' next one. And, you know, you just can't take for granted that you're going to make it back. I mean, I've been waiting for 10 years for it to go back. Exactly, exactly. And, and while we've been waiting, Aaron Rodgers' talents have just totally waned. I think that our window... Well, I don't know. TBD, but <clears throat> hasn't looked great lately. Well, you guys had a lot of success this year. You won many games. That's true, but I I don't want to say I don't think it was really because of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I think this year he's probably like in the what top ten? Would you say? Yeah, definitely top ten. But I, don't here's, know if he's I mean, here's the thing: you got it. Everything's got to go right, and you know, for us this year, 
Well, enough went right, you know, and um, the defense stepped up when it needed to, even though they were, they had, the Niners had an amazing game plan. They executed it very well, especially in the first half. They were playing, you know, everything about as perfectly as they could have. And so I was not feeling very good about our ability to stop them at all in the second half. And, uh, and Steve Spagnuolo and the, the defense, they, they made it happen. Speaking of Pat, I was just thinking, <clears throat> you know who's not <clears throat> going to be a story for the Super Bowl and who didn't step on the field, but probably has to feel pretty. Yeah, pretty I know. I know where Is your backup? Is that where you thought I was going? <laughs> no, that's not where I thought you were going. <laughs> who's that? Uh, well, Chad Henney. Oh my gosh, you don't even know who started for you at backup. Well, Chad. no, Chad. Chad Henney was the backup. Oh, I thought it was Matt Moore. And then Matt Moore became the backup to the backup, and then he came in and backed up. Oh, he really? did. He held it down for a little bit. <clears throat> I mean, didn't he win y'all a couple games, or am I crazy? Am he I remembering this did. wrong? He did. Uh, that feels like a pretty big deal. One. Yeah, no, it's huge. I thought you were going to go with Alex Smith or somebody who's – I'm just thinking about all the greats oh. who's been a part of recent R.I.P. Alex Smith, what a guy. Exactly, who didn't, who didn't get to be a part of this. Thinking about Eric Berry, thinking about Derek Johnson and Justin Houston. Yeah, that's all true. All those guys. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, some of those some of those guys deserve a ring. I feel like, but. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, they they've been a part of it, but you got to be lucky. I was also thinking about uh, someone like Juan Thornhill who. Happened to luck his way onto a championship team um, in his first year in the league. And, you know, he tore his ACL and didn't get to be a part of the playoffs, but he gets a ring, you know? Man. Well, Trav, I'm sorry. I've got to get to a meeting, but uh, it's super fun to hear your voice. And I'm so pumped that the Chiefs are world champions. Yeah, I was telling, telling Jamie and telling the whole league, basically, I just want you guys to know how fun it's been to have you all rally around the team, even if you're experiencing it vicariously <laughs> or if you have your own independent reasons for, you know, not opposing the Chiefs or not alienating your commissioner or anything like that. Uh, it, it makes it more fun to share the joy. And so, uh, you know, I'm really glad to have you all as part of Chiefs Kingdom. We take all comers. I love that. And with that, I'm going to hand it to Jamie. And it sounds like Seth's coming on. That blows my mind. Did you not? Did you not just say something that Seth's coming on? No, I said oh. Blow Seth's mind. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I don't mean to tease you, Trav. I uh, know. I thought it was going to be a uh, surprise reveal within the surprise reveal. Yeah. For meta. I think. I think we're out of surprises. But I think both of these surprises are are going to make Seth's week. So, well, let me just uh, conclude, I guess, with a couple of um, just thoughts about uh, you know how how grateful I am also that the league continues on, that it is not dead, it morphs and it changes and it evolves, and sometimes it devolves, 
but mostly uh, the dad bods um, will continue to be a place for fun fellowship and fantasy and all those good things, uh, even if it changes over time. And, and I think we did a good job of, uh, you know, stabilizing the league in a lot of ways. Um, I do hope that the podcast keeps going. I think that will be a good, if we could have a sort of healthy level of engagement in group me and podcast, I think we're starting to just sort of learn what that might look like and um, group culture. As long as we're not eating our own tail, I think I, I'm all for more more group culture. So anyway, uh, it continues to be a source of joy for me. And and um, yeah, just love you guys. There's there's definitely a place on the continuum for this league. So we'll we'll keep looking for it, and I'm sure we'll find it at some point. But uh, what are what are your thoughts on me doing some solo potting if? If we if we hit uh, a little gap like we did this last time, where you know life gets busy, schedules are hard. What are your thoughts on some short solo pods? Uh, I would listen. Okay, I might be the only one, but you know, what else? What else do you need? Seth, Seth is always my only one audience. (laughs) If if I can count on no one, I can count on Seth. You know what? But now I got two, and that's yeah, that's a big that's, right. that's a big step to know I got two in my corner. So, and I'll say this: I don't know how this this little um, appamajiggy thing works that we're on right now, but um, you know, could be get, fun to get some group calls in every once in a while and just uh, do a little roundtable action. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we can get more people in here. So, and there we go. We'll call it the Dad Bod Lounge. We'll make it happen. Uh, Trav, I got one more question for you. Watching the game last night, um, were you with family? And if yes, what was what was it like sharing this moment with your family? And did any of them kind of like join in in this, this celebratory moment um, with you? That's a great question. Uh, yeah, I was with family. I was at home in my basement. Um, you know, we attend a church now that meets in the evening. So I, in order to see all the pregame stuff, I missed church for the, basically for the fourth time in a row. It's, it's all of the chiefs playoff games have been during my church's meeting time. So I think that (laughs) my, the people at my church are probably starting to wonder about me and why my family keeps going to church without me. Uh, But um, anyway, so they showed up right around the beginning of the game. We all enjoyed some good barbecue and, and chips and, uh in the basement with the big screen tv uh sarah was there and all three kiddos it was it was kind of crazy with them there you know a little harder to pay attention um they they understood which team we were going for and they yeah were the most engaged that they have been um even though everyone still liked the commercials best and when it was time to go get their pajamas on they chose to leave during the game rather than the commercials yeah um yeah, so a little bit different, but good. You know, I uh, I took halftime. I missed the halftime show, sadly. I was uh, putting the kids to bed, but got back just in time for the third quarter. And uh, Sarah and I were together for that. And she, bless her heart, um, while we were losing, she tried to enter in compassionately and em- empathically 
into my stress. Uh, yeah. And I could tell she was sort of trying to try on what it must feel like to be in that position. But when we won and she got to see all of the post-game celebration, she was genuinely happy. And, uh, and that was really fun to share that with her. Um, I will say it was a, a new experience, you know, in a new place, we've made some good friends, but, uh, you know, not to be invited to any Super Bowl parties or, you know, it was, it's just not a really a, a thing that we got to share with friends. Um, and it made me miss Charlottesville a lot because I knew if we were there and I, I know, you know, some of the people we probably would have been with and, uh, made me miss, miss what that was like. Hmm. I feel that. Yeah. Working in marketing, I've, I've now worked five consecutive of these Super Bowl reports. So it's been half a decade since the last time I was at a Super Bowl party, which is kind yeah. of weird to think yeah. about. And, uh, with the professional, you know, obligations, I very much in the same spirit of your kids. If I need to take a break, it's during the game. <laughs> Cause I gotta be there for the commercials. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we miss all you guys um it's been really special getting to steal a few minutes of your time um in this this busy week but um so so pumped for you pumped for the family and um, yeah thanks for making the time absolutely thanks jamie god bless and keep them coming will do man go falling well